listening to The Edward Fowler Show. Now, here's your host, Edward Fowler. Welcome to another episode of my show. I'm recording this on my mobile phone because I get a chance to do it on my personal microphone. So apologies if the sound isn't as good as usual. But uh, this week episode, uh, I recorded courses forecast yesterday on YouTube. Fantastic episode. We have great chemistry. Uh, great conversation as well. We even brought some topics that even my guests didn't know I was going to bring up. So yes, that's what happens on my show. I bring out the very best and I bring out what I like to do as well. You can tell if somebody is pretending to be authentic. But with, it, with all my guests, I try to bring that on, you know, the real side of them out. And this one yesterday of Liam Humes was definitely uh, authentic. He's a great guy, cool guy brilliant journalist slash broadcaster slash MC and uh, I hope you all enjoy listening to this episode with my good friend Liam Humes right now. People to the show right now, broadcaster slash journalist Liam Coombs. How are you? I'm great, my friend. Thank you for having me on. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Yeah. You're welcome. And to answer your question firstly, um, yes, you look fine as you are from your location in Madrid. Uh, just Great. to let you know that and the uh, reason why this is a bit late uh, is because um, <laughs> I was just doing some things in my car so yes who thought I get a car in 2024 or 2023 congratulations so, <laughs> thank you and um, so we got a car now so I got a car and it's going fantastically well not All right. really but uh, that's the reason why I was a bit late uh, on this tonight so I do apologise this is why it's called the late late show nowadays but uh, we're getting there sorry <laughs> but surely um, but firstly uh, how is uh, Madrid? Oh, I'm loving it absolutely loving it the uh, language barrier was definitely something uh, yeah that was a struggle at first but um, I wanted to learn Spanish coming here so um, doing my best I've realized that listening to Spanish music actually does help a lot and um, my Spanish course in uh, the university I'm studying here at just started uh, yesterday so uh, finally learning my <laughs> my olas and my uh, buenas noches is so learned a little bit uh, I took about like four four years in high school but like everyone says if you don't use it you lose it yeah and so I definitely lost it but uh, yeah getting back on the back in the saddle now and it feels good that's good. Um, That's good because yeah. you know, as you say, if you don't use it, then you'll lose it. But like with driving, we take a few minutes, take a few months off, you kind of forget it, and then you're like, ah, oh, is it good to do or not? But uh, <laughs> but no, keep at man, and uh, you know, you'll be an actual Spanish speaker because I know in Arizona, I could be wrong, mm -hmm. but I mean, don't they speak a bit of Spanish down there? Yeah, yeah, very much. There's a huge Mexican influence there. Um, in Phoenix, and uh, you got you know the Phoenix Suns, and then they are all adopting the uh, El Valle, um, you know, for the Valley. But we're you know incorporating the Spanish Mexican culture there too. So um, yeah, you know, I've lived and grown up with uh, Mexican culture my whole life. Um, gotta say, love Mexican food. Probably my favorite. Um, even still here, gotta say Mexican food's the best. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to come here and learn Spanish so that I can come back to the States and, you know, maybe do some coverage of the border crisis going on right now. I feel like if I can, you know, talk to the people yep. that are there, it would be so much more meaningful. So, yeah, absolutely. And if you have a question uh, from a guest, leave it in the yeah. live chat. We'll answer them. You know, we've got uh, a few questions 
emailed to me, DM, whatever. So uh, one of them, I will told Liam, he's, he's quite hilarious about that, and uh, I will get his proper response in a few minutes. Um, okay. Speaking about, uh, you know, how you about the border in the U.S. between, of course, I'm guessing you're meaning Mexico to the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite out of control, isn't it? A bit like it was, about, you know, six years ago, just before Donald Trump uh, came to power uh, under the other Democrat Party. So obviously, not much has uh, changed from that Democrat Party to the current Democrat Party. What it, do you mean exactly? Well, by it, it feels like there's more numbers again. Uh, you know, like over here, there wasn't talk about much about the policy uh, when Donald Trump was in power. Yes, there was a bit of numbers, but there's not seemed to be an uproar as there is again now, just like it was six or seven years ago under Barack Obama leadership. Sure. Yeah. So what what in we see opinion. happening is yeah. I mean, during the Trump administration, you had you know pretty much the harshest um, border policy we've seen in a while. Um, And, you know, that had the effect of lower numbers, but also that meant, um, you know, they took away asylum seeking, um, and then the, you know, the process to get in was so much uh, harder. So then that obviously turned away uh, migrants. And now you have uh, this administration, the Biden administration is looking at um, you know, more of a humanitarian, I, you know, I would guess you'd say that a humanitarian approach when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, created this weird dichotomy between the, you know, let's say like the state of Texas and the federal government. Now you have the state of Texas who's, you know, trying to put up all these um, blockades so that migrants don't come in. And then, you know, the federal government, the administration sees that as a, a humanitarian crisis because now you have, uh, you know, razor sharp uh you know fences and whatnot that are you know actually causing casualties and so um yeah basically when you know biden got elected that the international community saw that as um a change in the border policy which it was um but now we're left with this situation we're in now and so um yeah that they, they, we uh congress just uh voted against a border security package that was a bipartisan deal I'm not entirely sure. I don't know enough about that to speak on it, but um, yeah, it's just interesting because, you know, we can we can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, and then when it comes to voting on it, we don't. And yeah. so, it's, um, yeah, I guess that just goes to show more about uh, United States Congress than it does about this issue exactly. But <laughs> uh, it's very, very divisive, and I think um, it doesn't have to be divisive. I think if we sat down and talked about it, and, I, I, you know, I think it could be a lot um a lot of consensus building can be done there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you there. Uh, but back to you now. Uh, you know, we've been a size topic. This is what the show's about. We don't, uh, you know, I listen to my answers. or listen to the guest answers and we go from there. Um, right. What, who inspired you um, to become a, uh, a journalist then? Who inspired me? Yes, who wow. inspired you? What led you down this road? Good question. Um, I wouldn't say exactly who. I would say what. Um, so I came into college, um, I wouldn't say super involved in politics, but I had a knack for it, I guess. Um, in senior year of high school, I did a, a government course, U S government course. Um, and I was a debate debate facilitator and I really enjoyed just being able to like field questions and then, um, kind of mediate the, the situation of the debate so that, um, 
you know, one person can be heard, but, you know, also supported, and then they can feel comfortable talking about their opinions. And then the other person can rebut in a way that's also, um, you know, under the same light. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed being that facilitator. And then um, it was honestly my mom that told me, you know, I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I didn't know who I wanted to be or what career path I wanted to take. And then uh, my mom told me, hey, look, you know, you're good at this you like politics and you're a good writer, um, which I was. And uh, so I just took up uh, this merged major at Northern Arizona University called uh, political science and journalism. And so the shitty thing was I thought um, my freshman year that, okay, this is a merged major. So that means I'm taking uh, like if the political science courses were here uh, and journalism was here, I was going to take this much of both. And that makes it, you know, this merged thing. Yeah. Um, and that was the case until I got to my senior year this year, and um, turns out that I have to take two, I had to take two theses, and so I'm doing one abroad right now, and it's on a Middle East regional security, and uh, it's very interesting. But uh, yeah, I definitely didn't know I was going to be in for that, but actually I'm loving it, so it's it's great. But anyways, so came into college, and I had this background. Um, I just kind of like you know threw myself into this major. Um, my mom always has got my back and knows my best interest, so I trusted her. Uh, and then the 2020 election happened. And so, you know, you have this complete vitriol from both sides. You know, the, the Democrats are, um, you know, well, people my age, Democrats, would be, um, you know, blocking their friends on social media. And then the Republicans, if you even, you know, talk about any kind of Democratic stuff, then they would be doing the same thing. And it was just this, like, complete you know, tribalism and uh, this complete separation of any consensus building, anything that I had experienced in that class I was talking about, that was just not the case. Uh, social media is, you know, the worst place for um, consensus building, I would say. Uh, you know, your algorithm reinforces, uh, you know, all of the preconceived notions you have about what's going on around you. And so this was, you know, the 2020 election. It was very much based in social media. And I'm sure we can all you know, speak to that, but um, it really didn't sit well with me. And so that next semester, I uh, I just wanted to do something that I that could help contribute to consensus building and um, I guess yeah, just more consensus across the board. I really didn't like seeing my friends screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I took up a reporter role with the uh, school newspaper, and then. Um, I loved it. Love talking to people. Um, love, you know, contributing to the community in a way that mattered. And you know, even though maybe you know it would have been wouldn't have been seen by a lot of people, the people would have reached and the people that are affected by it, it really counts for them. I think that's the important part of journalism, and um, that's why it's kept kept me going this whole time. And uh, it hasn't been an easy road. Um, it's you know come with a lot of stress and a lot of struggle, but damn it every time it's been it's been fruitful and been rewarding because of that personal connection you're making with those people you're talking to and just knowing that you are contributing to telling stories telling good stories that matter and you know can influence decisions that people make in their lives and that's an important role to have and uh, I hold that uh, to my heart to my yeah. chest that's, well, yeah it's great feeling well great response and i, I want to go back a little bit so you mentioned about how you know you enjoy doing uh asking people questions 
what you really meant okay is that you like to cause chaos you like <laughs> to see people argue that's what you like liam isn't it down inside your soul inside your heart that's really what you love you love to see people arguing against each other causing a lot of chaos so you can just interject and say oh you know time out type thing that's what you really like to do isn't it liam but but uh, you know what I'll give you that. I I, I think <laughs> I like that's hey, I you know I just I was talking to someone else about this the other day. Um, you know, there's some sometimes where you know there's a train crash yes. or you know that, that allergy al- allegory about you know a train crash and you can't look away. Uh-huh. Um, I like looking at the train crash and then being able to uh, pull people out of the cars. Yeah. If that makes any sense? Yeah, it does. It does. See, I, wish, I like that role. I wish I could do it on this show. I wish I could have mm-hmm. arguments and all sorts on this show. It'd be great TV, but definitely. But but uh, <laughs> that's, that's not something I can do, unfortunately. Um, I, try, yeah. I, I try my very best to do so, but uh, it doesn't really work out. Um, but I, I, I got to say as well, uh, drawing your great answer as well, I completely love. Uh, I've been getting loads Thank of you. emails through to me as well, not of you, but other people wanting to be on the show. But I, I, I just want to say something. Uh, if you've not had chance, you may have seen a clip of this. Um, but Jessica Lynn interview, fantastic. People love that. People liking that. People referring it to me uh, for future okay. guests to be on my show. Just like uh, I, I want to know as well. Uh, since I was throwing that out there, when I reached out to you, I think it was about maybe a year ago now, maybe longer than that. Maybe I can't remember. But when I reached out to you, what made you to actually respond to me? If you, can remember. you know you're persistent and i think that is the uh, <laughs> you're hell very persistent and and uh i think that's also you know the test of journalism right like if you reach out to that you know big name interview that you've been trying to get forever and of course they're not going to respond to you because they don't know who you are yes um and not saying like this is me but just no, in my in experience general, in general um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just in general like be, you know follow up and then maybe you know give their representative a call and uh just you know, keep on working it in and uh, finally get that interview and then that can lead to new opportunities and, yeah. you know, new pathways for your career. And I, yeah, so you're a good journalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, Liam, and uh, I, I do apologize if I have been, uh, if, if I have bugged you at times, you know, I'm, you know, I'm very eager to speak to certain people and you're one of the people I love to, I know, uh, I respect to, uh, to communicate with you and, uh, you know, but what a great story. Now, if you can mention this, now feel free to interrupt me because I don't know how if this is public information. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to get you in trouble. But I know you mentioned you work at a local Arizona newspaper uh, called, I think it's called NAS Today. Apologies if I mispronounced that. But uh, yeah. that's on YouTube, by the way. And that's where I first came across your work. Who'd have thought a British person coming across a random random student news broadcast all the way from Arizona? Who'd have thought that? So well, I'm curious, what um, what did you see exactly? Wait, what, what do you mean from from Naz today when I first broke? When, yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. Just well, I saw um, you, obviously. That's how I got into uh, with you because yeah. I saw you your remember, work and I thought that you, you stood what, out from the rest of the pack, as I would say. So I thought I wanted to get in uh, to communicate with you. So that's what I did. I reached out and and never thought you would respond to me because again, you've got like two thousand followers. I've only got like three hundred summits. So you know, I'm nowhere near as is as, as in your level so i thought wow yes he did respond to me a little known person out of uk of all places uh, getting a, a response from a uh, 
uh, more of a legit, legit person than I am. <laughs> Get out of here. You're doing a hell of a lot more work than I am right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. But but I do got some people lined up now, though, after today. <laughs> so, yeah. So great. my schedule went from being very quiet to now being very busy, which I, love, which I do love, by the way, uh, being busy uh, on this channel. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful um, cast of, uh, you know, potential new stars being created at NAS today and and yes. I felt that you 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 stood out from the other people in that newsroom but can I say this though that um, you and somebody else uh, from that studio I'm hoping you know what I'm leading to here um, how did that connection began was that because you guys were working together on C on you know on camera drawing some broadcasts and, and oh, that chemistry that now? chemistry <laughs> then spread off off camera as well how did that connection come to be yes indeed yeah right yeah let's uh let's put this in the most pg way possible <laughs> well um, you've already swore <laughs> in the last six in the, within six minutes of this interview you already swore so now i got to put this in the <laughs> exhibits episode no, on, on, hey, on you're, my podcast you're a good journalist wow <laughs> no i'm getting this question um no yeah so um ava my girlfriend works in uh sports and yes. so she was actually shout out to her was just at the uh super bowl the week super um, bowl week ago yeah, doing all that coverage and uh, is at the Fiesta Bowl down in the Valley. Oh, nice. Uh, so she's been just doing great work. But um, yeah, you know, we obviously, um, you know, started working together um, a couple years ago and, um, you know, she was doing her sports thing. I was doing my news thing. We weren't really connected, um, you know, work-wise. But, you know, I always told myself I wouldn't get involved with anyone I worked with. But um, They all yeah. say that. They all say that. They, and then, yeah. And then it, it happens. All, and then, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> here we are yeah. um but no um she has just proven to me time and time again to be the most true and caring and loving and supportive person i you know besides my family in my life that i have right now and um yeah it's it's it was a connection that i uh didn't see you know because you know i had this whole thing about workplace relationships but um it has been so pure and i'm yeah very very grateful for her so how is all. how is the uh, long-term distance going by the way because there's different time zones and all sorts how's, how's that going for you both by the way you know um for anyone out there that uh you know is worried about long distance or anything like that i think it is more about how strong your relationship is rather than if you can do long distance it's not about long distance itself it's about the connection you have with the person oh, yeah. if you enjoy talking to them and you enjoy conversing with them then it's no problem if all your relationship is is you know physical stuff and and um you know a lot of this toxic stuff we're seeing nowadays too then it's not gonna work yeah. but again she is wonderful and uh she's coming out soon and uh, a couple weeks so that's looking forward to that but yeah again it's just it's a test of your relationship and uh, the connection you have and not not about the the mode of communication if you get what i mean yeah i do get what you mean and you know uh sparks has flew there and i'm sure the sparks will fly again when she comes over to madrid Indeed. and i'm guessing <laughs> as well the weather is hot at the moment over there is it, is it quite warm or is it quite cold at the moment here in madrid or yeah. in, in madrid Phoenix? yeah Oh yes, uh, let me let me check the weather. It's uh, it's been just beautiful, actually. 
Um, let's see, 54 degrees. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know what it is for Celsius, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah. Like, you know to me, to me, that's like boiling hot. 54 Celsius. <laughs> yeah. So that's like boiling hot. Yeah, that would be that'd be a little, a little yeah, bad. Yeah, I, when I first saw Fahrenheit, and I was thinking, my God, that's 89 degrees. How do they cope in that heat? <laughs> Yeah. I'd be going, I'd be worried there's nothing on, you know, <laughs> walking well, down I'll the street, you. wouldn't I? But then I realised, actually, it's not as hot as you think it is when it's in Celsius, because I had to well, Google what is 89 in, in Celsius, but oh, that's not that warm. That's not, that's not I that mean, in, Ed, in Phoenix, you know, you can, if you've heard this, you know, uh, viral thing, you can actually cook eggs on the pavement in <laughs> Phoenix. I'm not even kidding you. It's that hot. Yeah, it gets upwards of like 180 on the like in on the pavement itself, but like above you, it's 110, 120 is the worst. Wow. But it's a dry heat too, so you're not like you know yeah. really getting the muggy sweat. But yeah, like you do over it's here. hell, <laughs> it's hell. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, at least you're enjoying it. It was fine, and I'm sure you'll be making more memories uh, with your girlfriend when she comes over to you in a few weeks. Indeed. So let's talk about then you mentioned about the dry heat so let's talk about a place where it's it's always sweaty and and uh miserable the uk you came over here a few years ago and yes. um you did a bit of a tour now back then i was reached out to you back then because you were actually in my town in my city of manchester yes i was so yeah i did a uh, study abroad program um in canterbury actually if you know where that is a little southeast of you oh yeah is, um, that, is that in uh did you say uh, do, you mean, do you mean canterbury did you mean yes 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 i, I think that, i've never heard that name before but then i thought well maybe <laughs> maybe it's in canterbury <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's just my american accent yeah, sorry fine. um yeah so i was there um at the university of kent for yep. uh three weeks doing this intensive journalism program um and yeah. So then after that, we well, during that time, we did a bunch of trips to London. I actually got to cover the uh, Platinum Jubilee right before the Queen's death. So that was, yes. that was, yeah, it was just very, very timely. I was so blessed to be able to do that. And um, it was, it was honestly a very beautiful moment because, um, you know, in the United States, we don't really have a figure like that, that you can rally behind. You know, we have our sports, we have our individual, you know, political parties but to have a figure that is the I don't know the uh, the culmination of what it means to be uh, it, you know a part of this nation that's it was beautiful to see all these people from all these different nationalities rallying around this you know this this figurehead and um, you know at first I you know I was a little bit like you know they have a queen that's a little weird it's, it's you know 2021 but um, 2022 rather uh, and then you see, seeing all those people just, you know, in pure celebration was, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah. Well, the thing is as well, you know, every 10 years or so, we used to have a celebration, you know, in, in 22, 2012, 2002, goes way mm -hmm. back. And uh, now we don't really have one because there's something to celebrate now because, of course, uh, we have a new monarch 
and uh, I think they got away for so many years before like a celebration happens. But who oh. knows? He might even might even get to that celebration at the moment because of course he's got cancer at the moment. Yeah, so heard about that. We will have to see uh, what happens there. But then you went down to Manchester. So you left. Yes. You left the uh, the 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 good old Cotneys and and all the other posh accents down in the south of the country. <laughs> you came up north to uh, to Manchester, or if we say Manchester. Uh, Manchester, yeah, Manchester, and uh, that's the that's the Mancunian accent that is, and um, you know you 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 were here for about a, what, a day or so, and then you left. I was actually there for about four or five, okay. but uh, yeah, to be honest with you, um, so we were working so hard in London and Canterbury, working on all of our journalism projects, um, and during the day we were so booked up with um, you know just travel stuff. Our uh, our advisor that he he took us and. I don't think you really calculated how much time it would actually take to, you know, do this work and also, you know, travel around. So that just meant us, we were staying up till about, you know, 3 a.m. every night wow. working on our, our work and then waking up the next morning at 8, you know, getting ready to go. <laughs> so by the time I got to Manchester, my sleep schedule was just screwed. So I was um, waking up at like, I don't know, way afternoon and um, yeah, I didn't didn't get to experience all the things I wanted to. I think I was just so ragged out by that trip. Um, this time studying abroad, I'm definitely taking it a little bit more easy and yeah. you know, parsing out my travels. So so is there any plans for you then to come back over to England? Because at the moment, you're a lot closer to England than you are if you're in Arizona. So the yes. question is, is are you planning to come back over before you head back to the States or, or not? Or, 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 or was Manchester too much for you to handle before <laughs> i'll say in madrid this time around so one thing i didn't want to go to in manchester i didn't get to go to was um, the media city oh yes you- that's, i know that is, this picture behind me is from the media city by the way okay okay awesome yeah um yeah tell me about that what what's what's that all about well media city uk is of course the home of uh, the great studios of BBC and ITV been open since 2011 late 2011 opened and it's home to for instance the longest running soap in the world Coriation Street uh, it's been going on since 1960 uh, you've got a lot of bars and restaurants in Media City UK apparently it is the future city centre by the way so uh, yeah it's a place to be at the moment Interesting. Okay. And it's a show on Wonderful. Netflix as well. I don't know. I don't know if it's available over where you are or in America, or whatever. But it's called. I mean, it's called. Uh, <laughs> I might get this wrong now. I'm going to be on the spot. But uh, it's like um, Want to Kill or something like that. It's called. It's got a, a great actress in it called Michelle Keegan, along with uh, Joanna Lumley. People shouting at the TV and and online. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, you got this wrong. But it starts those two great people. It's, it's an eight part series, and it was shot and filmed around Manchester. It's on Netflix. Eight part series. Wonderful. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll have to actually send you the correct, <laughs> the correct, the, the correct one because I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, it's like oh, like, yeah, something like that, like, um, something ridiculous. But uh, apparently, it's got good good reviews. So uh, uh, I've not watched it, but uh, uh, people have been talking about it. Though, uh, but, I'll check it out. Uh, something. Well, yeah, and, and that production company is based here in uh, Media City as well. So uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. I did want to tour that, and um, I was, you know. Uh, selfishly trying to you know squeeze in a little internship or something that when I visited there uh, <laughs> at BBC oh, yeah. Um, but yeah I didn't didn't get the chance to um, yeah I was just so ragged out 
Um, I just I did I did get a tour around the city though, and uh, that was a great time. I loved all of the like street art, if if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, all of the like, you know, there's graffiti and then there's street art, and the street art I saw was just phenomenal. You know, just beautiful pieces and. Um, yeah, so I just toured around and, you know, went down all these alleys and started photographing all these, you know, cool, cool art that I, I found. Yeah. And that was a great time. Well, um, I, I, yeah. I think another fact as well, uh, Media City UK is not far from the best football club in the world, Manchester <laughs> United, by the way. But still number one. Doesn't care. I feel like the fans out here would have uh, some disagreements with you there. Yeah, and... I'm sure they would. But uh, <laughs> it's the best club in the world. Come and see why. Come to Old Trafford. Hey, okay. Come to the best okay. club in the world. We won 20 major trophies. We won the Champions League twice in two different uh, teams completely under the best manager, Sir Alex Ferguson. And, of course, back in the day in the late 60s as well with Sir Matt Busby. But... Let's talk about then, um, because you, you, you gave a good answer there, but you didn't really give a definite answer. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah, I didn't answer your question. Uh, <laughs> You're becoming yeah. a politician uh, now, aren't you? <laughs> no, hey, maybe one day. Uh, now, um, so no plans yet. We, uh, me and my buddy Connor are traveling around, uh, Europe because, you know, I did the, did the UK track and, um, you know, I just kind of want to pull my resources into Europe rest of europe uh right now but i got some time in april got some time in may so uh might make a trip out no plans yet um i did want to see edinburgh scotland very bad so might make it up there um and then to the other point i think when i was in manchester yes correct me if i'm wrong um i believe either manchester united or liverpool had just lost a really big match it was around that summer you know what i'm talking about and uh, I think the world, it was like one of the plans for the World Cup, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Okay. And um, yeah, and then so when I when I got there, it seemed like the whole energy was just, you know, so, so down. <laughs> um, well, uh, I can't remember what happened because what year was that? Was, was that in 21 when you came over 20, here? I want to say 22. Oh, 22. 22. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm in 22. Um, it could have been because uh, I know. We lost 7-0 to Liverpool, but I can't remember if that was this season or last season. Um, okay, it might have been Liverpool. I might be getting this wrong. No, but... no, no, you might be right. Cause we, did, we did lose 7-0, but I think it was okay. last season, I think that was. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, thank you for uh, bringing that back up. Um, yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, when, so when you were in Manchester, then, were you a red or were you a blue? A red or a blue? Yeah, were you a red or a blue? What when you is, came is to this, Manchester? The trick question. What, what does this mean exactly? Well, you know, because we have two football teams. One's red and one's blue. Oh shoot! And when, Ed, and, and, and when where you were in Manchester City Centre, you were nearer to the blue side of the city. Okay, then I'm a blue. Nice. That's a shame. Die hard. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. I'm a, I'm. I haven't been in. Uh, Football, as you guys call it here, yes. uh, too big. The real, my life. the real deal, by the way. Many people say real, oh, football course. is a football, not uh, <laughs> not the NFL, as you guys say. I, I don't know why they call it that. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that one. But uh, <laughs> I've been a big basketball fan my whole life, so um, that's that's where my passion lies. Yeah. But uh, I do want to get out and see a Real Madrid Real Madrid game here. So. Right. Looking forward to doing that. Right. Well, I hope you can, and maybe uh, yeah. 
maybe uh, you know because all the all the best players at the moment are you know in Saudi Arabia or in Major League Soccer. Right, and uh, I think Madrid just got um, Mbappe. Um, right. Yep. So he's pretty good, right? When he when he wants to show up and play, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he has some issues, you know. You know so. more than me on that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. People who's watching this might also have similar views as well, Liam. So, or you know, okay. as with you, or maybe not agree with me. I don't know. I could be talking out of my bum, and nobody would know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but let's talk about. You know, you had a great year in twenty twenty three. Uh, so, so what can we expect from you in 2024, the year of the U.S. election? And yes. the UK as well, the U.K. election. Yeah, it's actually, um, I just saw an NBC article. It is um, one of, I don't, I want to, don't quote me on this, but I believe um, this election year, there are tons of elections going on around the world. And so they're calling this, you know, the year um, for democracy. And so we're going to gonna see how this plays out but um yeah so for me um this was my you know big uh senior send-off and so i'm i'm basically graduating out here uh they're gonna send me my diploma in the mail i'm not gonna interesting off on stage um i figured i figured um you know i didn't get the the high school uh graduation ceremony um so this one doesn't matter to me all that much and uh i'd rather just in the workforce, uh, you know the connections I made in uh, in at my university are, um, you know, th- those will last, and um, I don't really need my name to be said on stage for two seconds, and then the next person walks by. I know, <laughs> but it's still a part of the tradition, though, Liam. You it know, is, it but, is. but but can yeah. I ask what's why is that happening? Why have they sent you over to Spain? Is that because they were uh, too scared because you're taller than them, maybe, or something? Is that, <laughs> is that what's happened over here? Um. You know, I have seen a lot of people taller than me here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, I I've always wanted to travel. Um, I got into journalism because I you know thought it's it could travel. Yeah, yeah. travel. Uh, yeah so um, yeah, I uh, I couldn't do it until now because you know I was so locked in with all of all the work I was doing at NAZ today, and um, now it's being taken over by uh, my predecessor Michaela Richardson. Shout out to her. Um, she's in great hands now um and so i did an internship with uh one of the local news stations in phoenix um, last summer arizona's family and so that went great and now they are continuing the partnership with the university and so um they're gonna have internships every uh every semester so that's a great great thing so i'm leaving it in good good spot and uh, i can you know walk away happily um, did a lot of great work there, and the team has, you know, made me who I am today. So all thanks to them. But um, as far as the future, um, so I got a few things lined up. Um, don't want to speak on them until they are locked in. But um, I want to be in the workforce before the election gets rolling around. So I'm thinking uh, by August, I'll I'll be uh, in the corporate world. Right, right. Well, I guess it'll be the. Uh... <clears throat> the once and only time you get to see you on my show then uh, <laughs> before you join a I guess a big company uh, so I guess early congratulations great teaser uh, <laughs> we love teasers well, and uh, speaking of teasers um, you're on Instagram obviously and uh, tell everybody where they, where they can find you on Instagram yeah so uh, just Liam.combs 
L-I-A-M dot C-O-M-B-S. And um, all my personal stuff is on uh, my feed. But if you need news information, uh, I post 24-hour updates every day. So stay tuned. And um, yeah, a lot of people have told me recently that I'm their only source of news. So that's it's a good feeling knowing that people are, uh, you know, watching and that I can contribute to that. So even just on, you know, that scale, it's, it's yeah, it feels great to be a journalist these days. Yes, and you also on your Instagram have not posted since. Let me just find it. Since the okay, yeah, you, you have been posting recently, but there was a bit of a time where you didn't post for like a few months, and then uh, and then all of a sudden you have posted again. Uh, I was going to say you have posted since like twenty twenty two, but then you posted it in February the third, so you have been posting. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to pull you up about that, but then I see yeah, yeah, I've just been on your no, account. I. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I can tell you there's some times where I've, you know, taken a complete break from social media. Um, right now, you know, there's just so much stuff going on in the world. I kind of, you know, want to stay involved and want to stay um, updating the people that, that watch or listen. So, um, yeah, you know, I it's kind of hard, you know, because sometimes, and I, I'm sure if anyone's watching can, um, you know, they can relate to this. Um, you kind of just want to put the blinders on. There's like so much going on and uh, so much, you know, constant news to the, to your, uh, you know, to your brain. It's, it's, it's the easy choice would be just to put the blinders on and to turn it all off. Um, I try to do that. I try to, you know, disseminate it and digest it for people so that, that um, they don't have to, you know, put the blinders on and they can still stay, you know, involved by just, you know, watching it clicking through an Instagram story. Um, and I think that's where news needs to go, unfortunately, because, um, I don't know, we just have, you know, a TikTok culture now. We have a, I can, you know, speak for myself, you know, shortened attention spans. And so people aren't willing to, you know, even read an article online anymore. And so it's, it's, it's the future of news looks daunting, but I think with innovations and with, you know, AI and new technologies, there's so many opportunities and I want to be on the forefront of that. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, I mean, yes, the call, we might see you, uh, in the, uh, as a CEO or as a billionaire now, maybe. Oh gosh. I don't think people get into this industry to be billionaires. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I mean, you're talking, uh, great aspirations. So the sky's the limit, I say. I do. And that's all thanks to my mom and dad. Yeah. They, uh, really instilled in me that, you know, if you're going to go for it, shoot for it yeah. and go hot. Yeah, no, um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and just to have an open mind. I think that's my parents as well. You know, I I feel like I am a good journalist because of my parents, um, you know, teaching me that, you know, love your neighbor, but also, you know, love your enemy and at least show them empathy. Yeah. And I think that's an important key nowadays because we want to be so um, – it's easy, you know, especially like I was talking about earlier with, you know, our social media algorithms – so easy to just fall into our echo chambers, fall into what, you know, is what our friends are saying. But the hard thing, but the necessary thing is to, you know, look at the other news source that maybe, you know, on the other side of the aisle, politically, you know, look at what um, people with alternate opinions other than you are saying about this certain issue that you are so passionate about. And um, not that, you know, you don't need to go and change your mind but at least be open to the possibility that there is more nuance to these very nuanced issues. And so we don't, you know, there's so much 
there's so much to be said about one thing that it's easy to just, to just bandwagon yourself to what the narrative is at the moment. And so as a journalist, I try to cut through to that. And um, for anyone watching, I would suggest, you know, at least just take a little bit of time out of your day to try to broaden your your scope of what, um, of your worldview, I guess. And that oftentimes doesn't get done on social media. Unless you follow me, I'll do that for you. <laughs> well, you do have over 2,000 uh, followers on Instagram. You do have Twitter as well, but uh, I don't think you've posted in it for a few years. Yeah, so. yeah I haven't really uh, broken into that space. I, I like just you know, being able to just repost on Instagram, yeah. write a little comment, yeah. and then... Yeah, well, I, well, well, I do follow you on 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 X. Uh, I think you got Sorry. like twelve followers or something like that on yeah, there. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't posted. Uh, I, like I just follow follow on you on there in case you come back to that I platform can... in years to come. I probably will. You know, when I start uh, again, you know, real with my job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially with all the you know controversy going around around X, I just it yeah just turned me away. And uh, yeah, again. Instagram's easy. People are already on it all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. So so are people on threads as well as well. You know the 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 rival to X is also on there. So but if you ever join that platform as well, then you know I'm sure you will love that. Uh, yeah, whatever, threads. whatever that is. Uh, you know I'm on threads, but I, I don't have a clue how it meant to work. <laughs> well, yeah, it had like the uh, the biggest you know first weak jump in uh content users or users or whatever um and then it just crashed you know no no one, i don't know what happened there they had a good marketing push and then well, just i think it's because it was something new and i think people didn't know what it was and and or maybe how yeah. to use it as well and you know but i think i think a lot of people that have only stored it because it's probably not getting the traction it was supposed right. to be i don't know but but i mean it's a bit different to how x operates but but I guess it's a niche, so you know, Meta's got their own niche now. Yeah, I think I think that's the key, though, because um, you know, I just did a presentation in this um, media management class I'm taking about um, the press industry, and so um, obviously, you know, when the internet hit, um, viewership in newspapers declined, like you know, subscriber bases just dropped. Um, but then you have all these new opportunities for advancing into the online space and then, you know, it starts to rise again. Yeah. Um, and in this point, you know, with threads just popping off like that, that just shows that there's so much of a market and a need for, um, new innovative technology and new innovative ways that people can get access to information and share with people. And so that's, I think is the key to expanding into this new you know, 2020s space and beyond. Um, it's going to look a lot different with AI and, you know, metaverse technology. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you see the, uh, the chat GPT um, video generating software that just came out recently? Yes. Yes. I yeah. Yes. Or, yes. It's, it's mind blowing. If anyone hasn't seen that already, go look that up right now. Um, so yeah, what that's going to look like for content creation for, um, yeah, I mean, fake, images and uh you know defamation and all this kind of it's just going to be crazy uh, what we're going to look at in the future so uh strap on your seatbelts and um yeah for i think again for the business minded huge opportunities but also can be pretty scary too so well yeah because uh you and me might have sought soon people uh for, yeah. for, for i can't wait for that i get to sue somebody 
<laughs> I mean, I'd be quite fun today. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, yes. and then that again, yeah, exactly. Good point. You know, yeah. the legal system. How how do we do differentiate? Yeah. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be quite a good story, wouldn't it? Imagine uh, you going to court because someone's used your image in an AI video. Same for me, because you know we're in the public eye, I guess. So, yeah, uh, or you know, get fired because you know an AI video of me says something that i didn't say you yeah know? yeah well i don't think we got fired because uh, they, they have to prove it's us, weren't they you know and, and yeah it's just yeah yeah probably there's probable cause there but um again you know it just opens up the door to all these new questions and so you know what that what that means for the future is gonna i don't know we either are going down a good road or a bad road with this technology and so um again i think getting the word out being aware of it is at least the first step the funny thing is as well, I I learned about Chat GPT probably about maybe a month or two ago. Um, never even heard of it before. Uh, does that somebody mentioned it? Somebody and I overheard the conversation. I was just intrigued to know what the earth G- Chat GPT was. So and then I found out what it was. So there you go. <laughs> See, I'm not, yeah. I'm not very up to date with this technology. Basically, I think there's too much out there. Like you know, it's like this. Like, Facebook, X, Instagram, Fred, Snapchat, WhatsApp, uh, all these different social media. It's hard to keep up more. So, so I probably, yeah. I probably say I'm, I'm the most active on X and Instagram. I do have a Facebook page, but I post on there when I have something to announce. Like for instance, you last night, which has got over eight likes now. So uh, I think who, who has liked the photo on Facebook? Uh, you should start a Facebook page, Liam, as well. You know, you're. I do have one again, you know, that again, I just haven't. Well, you do have one, but I don't think it's a public page. So, I mean, you should have a, a public page to, to showcase your, your, your talents. I will say for any aspiring journalist out yes. there, Facebook is huge for news gathering. I've, you know, when I was working that um, summer internship job, um, that would be my morning routine. I'd wake up early. I would, you know, make my food, get coffee, and then I would just scour Facebook. And then, boom, I have eight story ideas for the day. And, you know, local people are just posting on there all the time. And the business owners and city government, it's a huge place for um, news gathering. So recommend that to all my people out there. Yes. Well, good advice. And that was one of the uh, other questions I was going to ask you. So you, you've answered that one already. So that's good. We can take that one off the list. <laughs> this is great. Because, you know, and I say, this show is unscripted. There's no scripts on this channel. So, oh, so you know, even though, even though you've told me in the past that, oh, yes, it's, you do a lot of great homework and all this business. And I appreciate the kind words, but I don't really put anything into it. <laughs> it's a natural well, conversation. You're like a Nardwar in oh, that way. Oh, well, <laughs> well, I never heard that saying before. So, uh, so uh, I, I, I would take that on board <laughs> as a compliment. No, um, the one, you know what I'm talking about? The uh, the uh, interviewer goes around and talks to all these celebrities and he uh, like will surprise them with a gift and right. it's this uh, something from their past that, right. you know, how the hell would they have known about it? I've, 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 I've probably seen a clip of it, but I didn't know that was his name. So I'll insert it um, today. He's one of those like golf hats with the fluffy thing right here, yeah. and he's got black yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have seen the clip, but I never knew what his name was. So uh, yeah. So now I do. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but I mean, I did surprise you earlier on in this in this episode about about uh, you know your your love of your life and all that great stuff as well. Um, talk to us about then some of the great people you've um, 
gotten to uh, work with and hopefully to maybe even to collab with in the future. Yeah, totally. So um, you mean work with or, you know, like talk to in journalism? Yeah, yeah. All that, all that in uh, both of those answers work fine. Yeah, totally. Um, so again, I, I just, you know, want to bring this back around the barrel. Um, my parents gave me an open mind uh, that allowed me to um, jump into this career in a way that I'm question I'm constantly questioning things. And I think that's of the utmost importance. Um, so all thanks to them. Um, and then, you know, my mentors at the university absolutely, um, you know, molded my, my path to where I am now. Um, shout out to Brian Rackham um, at NEU. Uh, he was, you know, my, basically my boss at um, the NAZ Today outlet that I, you know, student ran. Um, and yeah, I mean, just working with him was, um, it was like one of those things where um, I knew that he, you know, respected me and the respected work I'd, I've done, but it was always like, he always took the, the hard ass, you know, line with me. And then I needed that in my life because, um, you know, I think it's good to have that, um, you know, loving support yeah. from the family. And then you also need that, you know, hard ass on your other side, you know, the <laughs> devil and angel, you know, keeping you right in line, right down where you need to be mm-hmm. from both two camps. And so, um, yeah, just an absolute mentor and, um, really made me work hard because I was constantly trying to, um, be better every time. Um, and he, yeah, he made me better every time. And then, um, so I got to work on a documentary film. Yes. Um, will be coming out uh, soon. I'm finishing the color editing, a few more little things, but that'll be coming out soon on um, political polarization in the United States. So why we're so, why we are so divided? Everything we're talking about right now, and then um, consensus building, how we can uh, you know at least sit down at the table and have you know at least the common decency to have a conversation with someone of the other side, um, and that was a great great experience. And so um, I was working underneath. Uh, Professor Rachel Cox, who um, again was just a wonderful, wonderful mentor. She, you know, really opened up so much about her life to me, and I think that's really important too. Um, being, you know, like real and honest with the people you're working with, um, it creates a bond and it creates this, you know, willingness to work that's kind of like inspired out of you yeah. instead of, you know, like. I don't know how to describe it. Inspired out of you instead of like hampered down on you. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, so I had, you know, the hard ass and then I had, you know, the love and care uh, with my mentors as well. So that was just a, you know, beautiful mix and uh, all thanks to those two people. Um, but yeah, so in that uh, documentary film, I got to work with, um, you know, interview a bunch of amazing, talented people from, uh, you know, the field of journalism. Um, a political analyst, uh, people who work in mental health, um, you know, just talking about what it means to have empathy, stuff like that. Oh, that's quite good. And, and, yeah. And then um, people in communication studies. So, you know, why why it is the way that we, you know, dive into our echo chambers, we are more tribal, why are we so predisposed to these things? 
and how to break away from those um, those tropes. And so um, down in Phoenix, um, for any, if anyone's American or I guess lives in Arizona, uh, I got to work with the original Anchorman. Um, his name is Mark Curtis, and he dons the mustache to this day. <laughs> um, absolute phenomenal journalist, and uh, he's an anchor on uh, Channel 12's show. Um, and then I got to work with Joe Dana, also at Channel 12. Uh, he is an investigative reporter. Um, he actually came up to Flagstaff and um, asked me to help him just with some camera work. And then it turned into this, uh, you know, relationship where, you know, I'd send him, you know, the stuff I was working on, he'd send me, you know, advice. And then um, down the road, I got to work with him on this documentary. And that was another great conversation I had with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got to interview uh, Kirsten Cinema, the senator. So that was fantastic. Um, it was only 10 minutes and it was on Zoom. But uh, now I can say I've interviewed a, a sitting U.S. senator. So yes. That was, that was awesome. And at least you got the video footage of that. Music, you yes. use that for any examples and people in case people don't believe you you can say well here it is here's the footage um yeah well i know i know it's uh getting late over there for you so i'm just going to say one more thing and then i'll wrap yeah. this up for everybody here so the thumbnail of this video is of you standing at a podium now i enjoyed uh the clip of that when you posted on instagram it was like you were uh hyping up the crowd so is that is that something you may want to do down the road is become a hype man maybe for for people as well or well are you taking, me, are you taking bookings for that <laughs> well it was so that was actually my first uh hype man gig i guess yeah. so uh, here's what happened um it was a normal monday i was going through my routine i was at the at the office i was working on um some story for the week and I get a call from uh, Washington, D.C. And so I pick it up, and I'm thinking that it was uh, Kirsten Cinema's PR team because I was expecting, um, or I was basically courting them for about a month for this interview. Yeah. Um, so I was expecting that call, and I pick it up, you know, hey, this is Liam. Um, you know, basically, I was thinking it was them. Um, and then it was this guy, Darren, from the White House, and he's like, no, uh, you know, uh, you're going to be our MC for tomorrow's event. <laughs> Kamala Harris, the vice president yeah, yeah, yeah. of the university uh, during that time. And so um, I was like, no, like we're going to, you know, going to cover it for the news. But, uh, I, you know, I'm not the MC. I've never done that before. Uh, and he sounded like really confused. And then we just kind of abruptly hung up. <laughs> um, you can't do that to a, just away from the White House, Liam. I know. I know it was crazy, um, so I was just completely out of the loop. And then um, later on in the day, um, I get a call from the university, and they're telling me that yeah, we kind of screwed the pooch. Uh, you're gonna be the MC for, <laughs> for tomorrow's event. And then I was like, well, shit, you know, I already told the guy that I'm not doing it, so <laughs> I need to get a couple more calls. Um, and then so I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. And so um, well. Reconnect with the guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was asking, you know, can I get a, a program of the, of the event so I can prepare? And uh, he told me to send it over that night and it's, uh, you know, 10 p.m. Yeah. Email. And so I wake up the next morning. I get to the location he sent me to. It's 10 a.m. Um, 
I get through Secret Service, yeah. and then by the time I get through, it's about, you know, let's say 10, 15, 10, 20. He gives me the program finally, and he says, okay, you're on at 1045, write up a script for yourself, and <laughs> I get out there and just hype up the crowd. Wow. Yeah, and I've never done anything like this before in my life. Well, you were natural. So... You were natural, Liam, because it <laughs> was you. so great. Thank and, you. And I know that people who go in contact want you to do MC for other people and other events. So, you know, <laughs> even I do as well. So, Well, so... hell yeah. Let's let's talk about that. I'd um, Yeah, it was, you know, I, going there, I was, like, very nervous because obviously I wasn't prepared. Um. But then I walk out onto the podium, yeah. and I look out, and it's all these people looking right at me. Yeah. The For nerves. whatever reason, I wasn't scared. Like, I just started talking like I would be talking to you right now. Yeah. And I think it's this weird thing. It's like you the, the fear is not public speaking. The fear is the embarrassment of messing up. And so if you just kind of tell yourself that, if I mess up, I'm okay because I'm Liam Combs and I'm confident in myself and I can laugh about it. Yeah. Then you have no problem public speaking. That's yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's the key. And um that's what I told myself. Like, okay, I'm gonna get out here and if I mess up and make a joke about it, and then I'll be okay. Um and I did. And uh it turned out to be great. And then so I only got the time to write an intro for myself. Um in that you know 20 minutes i had <laughs> short notice yeah, yeah, love it. But, yeah it, so i only got to write the intro and then each time i would introduce a guest yeah. i'd go back in the back room and just start scribbling out another <laughs> you know, it was crazy oh, classic but, but i mean it went out so well because people want to hire you now so are you open for bookings i guess well yeah shoot send me an email <laughs> there, we go, there we go then so he's open for business in that, yeah. in that front well well um great stories Liam we love that and uh, by you. the way um I do hope at some point uh, either through your uh, as you said in the corporate world uh we get to have you back on the show again uh, in, in the future at some point hopefully and I should say as well before I get any hate uh, emails or messages that uh the 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 tour the tour thing was only a, was an inside joke uh, by the way between myself and Liam in case anybody uh, thought differently um, yeah yes I wasn't being serious you know a bit of a joke here on this show because I put the e in entertainment um, I want to know by the way because uh, you've seen That's many cool. clips of different episodes from this channel. Um, what do you uh, what, what what have you made of the uh, the content then uh, on this channel? Fantastic, Ed. Like I was saying, I think you have a real knack for just being natural with people, and just like right now, I don't feel like you know I'm on, I'm on a podcast. I just feel like we're you know two friends talking, and I think that's your your niche that you need to hone in on, and um, that will take you leaps and bounds. I think too many people go into this business and they look at it like a means to an end. I'm going to go do this interview because I need to complete this story for the day. I'm going to go do this interview because it's going to help me in my career. No, like the way you go into it and you ask questions, you sit back, you let them respond. And then you, you know, throw in some insightful joke or, you know, whatever it may be. That's a superpower and needed nowadays. And so just overall, I think that is key 
to journalism. And um, yeah, you definitely got it, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. I do thank you for the uh, the kind words, and I hope you will see, uh, keep watching, and uh, you know, seeing whatever what comes out. But you know what comes next, won't you? Because there'll be a clip coming out of this episode on All Instagram, right. your favorite platform. Uh, yes. Which I will be uh, <laughs> tagging you in, uh, and then you can spread it to all your uh, followers. Because uh, the reason you why I brought it. up your girlfriend earlier because I, I wrote up this morning, and I think she liked the photo. Yeah, so that's yeah. the only reason I thought. Oh, okay, I see that. I saw that, so I thought, hmm, I'm going to play it to my <laughs> to my liking here this evening. See, yeah, <laughs> the plot that's, continues. It. that's it. That's the plot. Hoping that she might see this, so that to see what your reaction will be. A uh, good response. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, I I can't wait to see what happens uh, with yourself, and you know, look forward to seeing you back in the US soon. And um, I can't wait to see you doing some more hyping up because we need that from you, uh, Liam. And I know a lot of people want to use you in hyping things up. If anybody else wants to use Liam as an MC, then reach out to him, uh, and I'm sure <laughs> if he's uh, interested in working with you, I'm sure. Uh, you guys will come up with a solution, I guess, as well. So, because uh, uh, you know, he's a great hype man, he's more than just a, a journalist. He's a broadcaster as well. If I call you a broadcaster, Liam, not just a journalist. You're not <laughs> just not. You're just not a journalist. So uh, there you go. You're a broadcaster and an MC. There you go. That's the word uh, I was looking for. Earlier. I like the journalist encapsulates all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in your dreams, in your dreams, Liam. Uh, <laughs> well, that was my interview with Liam Coombs here on your favorite audio platforms. I hope you'll enjoy listening to that. It was a great conversation again. I had a lot of fun with that, and I do appreciate Liam's time yesterday to sit down with me and have a good old chit chat and conversation about his career, about what he thinks about, um, you know, politics and you know, things that he believes in and the future is bright for him. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what plans he's got for later in the year for, you know, joining uh, the corporate world, as he puts it. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands as well to see what impact he will make in the world in, in, in months and years to come. And I'm hoping I'll be able to have him back on uh, the show again at some point uh, if it's employer allows him to uh, do you know different uh, things outside of of their premise and whatnot so we have to see how that goes uh, but uh, i hope you'll enjoy today's episode and i keep putting it off don't i people i've not done it yet i do apologize i will upload a flashback episode i'm just thinking how you want it to come out do you want it from how it originally came out back in the day, back in the time I did it? Or would you rather random flashback episodes? I want to know what you want. So please, please, please contact me on Facebook or Instagram or on X uh, or YouTube.com as well, or even via my email. You can find all my all my links um, on uh, you know my website as well. So you know, get in contact with me. I would love to know how you would prefer me to uh, bring out this great content uh, with my flashback episodes. You know, some of them have not even been heard for five years since uh, I took down the other audio version of the show. Uh, not doing that again, I promise you that for, for sure. So do let me know. I would love to know your feedback. Let me know what you thought about this episode as well in all the usual ways. And until the next episode drops, enjoy the rest of your morning, 
night, afternoon, or evening. You've been listening to the Edward Fowler Show. Subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to get new and flashback episodes every week. More on Facebook and Instagram at Edward Fowler Show and edwardfowlershow.com. Listener.